This is the Stories of Strength podcast, a collection of inspiring stories told by women from across Rochdale. I'm Happy Zamzaman from UK Education and Faith Foundation, better known as UK, Together with a bunch of brilliant organisations who are working on the ground in Rochdale, we've gathered tales of overcoming adversity from women who come from all walks of life. Today you can hear from Millie from Cartwell Arts and Faye from the Rochdale Youth Service speaking to a youth group about their experiences of equality, relationships and safety in their communities. Hi everyone, so we're going to start talking about school, if that's alright with you all. So the first question is, how do you feel about being a girl at school? Do you feel like you're treated equally? I feel like when it comes to education-wise, we are treated equally when it comes to subjects in the classroom. But when it comes to subjects that are, for example, like PE, I don't feel like we're treated equally as the same as boys. Because when it comes to PE, um, the girls are not given the same option of curriculum as the boys are because they are given football and rugby and the girls are given more things like handball and bench ball and stuff like that which I'm not saying are bad sports however I am saying that I feel like we should all be given equal options. It's the same with like after school activities as well it's frustrating when the boys are getting all football after school and basketball after school and the girls are stuck with the same badminton and just the usual sports it's unfair there as well. Well technically in schools when we have to complain they hardly do anything about it and I feel like it's unfair. We have to ask like, to do something about it, which we shouldn't have to do. Uniforms is another thing with um, school because there's different things, like there's glass stairs in some schools and people can lock up um, the girls' skirts no matter how low down their skirt is. They're still going to be able to look under the skirts but the girls are like being forced to have them really far down. I think as well as uniform there's stuff like hair and makeup which kind of comes under uniform because like there's a lot more rules with girls hairstyles and girls makeup and stuff compared to boys like a lot of the school uniform rules in a lot of schools are very like girl heavy if that makes sense. Yeah, so what are the rules when it comes to hair and makeup with girls and do the boys have rules as well? Um, the rules with girls in a lot of schools are like, have your hair up. It's not in our school in particular, but in a lot of schools it is. And no makeup, no false nails, no nail polish, making you look completely plain, whereas the lads don't actually have any of those rules, technically. So you mentioned hair. Uh, are there different rules for people from different cultures, is it fair in that way? So from different cultures, people with braids, um, they get told to remove them, certain colours. So like, if they're from a different culture, they may get treated differently than other people. For example, if I had red hair and I went into school, that would be okay. But if someone from a different culture went in, then they'd be told they have to take out their weave or hair extensions. Okay, so apart from being a girl, are there any other examples of where people aren't being treated equally at school? Um, for example, racism and homophobic is one. 
especially the boys in it to the girls. Sometimes they get punished and then sometimes they don't. And as a result, both of them end up punished in the end. Um, most of the occasions of homophobia, um, especially in the classroom, it will be comments mostly by lads um, who say things towards girls and boys for being part of the LGBT. Not just in schools, like if you're on the streets with your friends or at the youth clubs or at home, like are you experiencing differences for girls there with racism or homophobia or sexism? When walking home from school, there's been certain times when I've been like thrown home before a bit comments at me, like for not being who I am around them. But when I am, I'm obviously like getting comments, like negative comments towards me about that, so I can't exactly be who I am and express who I am around them. I got a story about coming out. Um, when I came out to my parents, it took me a while to build up the confidence. I didn't know what they were going to think, if they were going to accept me for who I was. However, I came out um, as bisexual and they accepted me and they don't treat me any differently to any of my other siblings. I'm treated the exact same. But yeah, I was just really worried about what they was going to think, but I don't know why. When I came out to my parents, I was the exact same. Like, when I told them my story, they were just telling me how proud of they am of me and I can actually be who I am around them and that they'll love me either way. I, yeah, I had pretty much the same thing as well. In fact, I was that scared, I didn't even tell her in person. I sent her a text. <laughs> and then there was a big conversation when I got home, but it was all fine in the end. She was just, you know, asking when I knew. And, but she never treated me any differently for it. Oh, it's really nice to hear that you've got such supportive families. Um, I was just wondering, being girls, do you feel like it's any different coming out? Or is there any more pressure coming out as a girl than there is maybe for the boys that you know? Personally, and I don't know if this is the same for everybody, but I actually think it's easier for girls to come out. I think there's a lot more stigma around boys and being gay, but that's just me personally. But So I actually think it's easier. OK, so apart from like how your family reacts to you coming out, how, how did you find it like amongst friends and within your community and like people at school? Was that the same experience or different? I came out when I was in year 11, I think it was, and in school I got some homophobic comments off a few of the lads, which I think is really wrong and it shouldn't be happening. When girls come out, it's like there's a lot of people in school that they don't want to know because they know they're going to be judged or treated differently. When it comes to coming out to your family, I feel like it's a lot harder because those are people you have grown up with your entire life who have a picture of you who they maybe it's not true and you're possibly about to change their opinion on you. And I feel like to your friendship groups, they know you as who you are, like when you're relaxed and stuff like that. So I feel like when it comes to your friendship groups coming out, it can be difficult, but I also feel like it's easier than your family. So I know a few of you shared some really positive stories, but I'm quite aware that they won't all be positive stories. So I don't know if anyone's got a, a not so positive story they might want to share. Um, when I came out to my parents, my dad was absolutely brilliant. Um, my mother was not 
that brilliant. At first I thought it was about that she didn't understand the concept, you know, when people are older they don't really know things because she didn't really do her research. But then I also believe that it's just her personal views and sometimes you just have to live with the fact that somebody's never going to change their opinion. But I feel like it's your friends and other people that get you through that and have the positive views. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm curious about sex education now because I remember when I was at school it was very like biological and it was about straight people and it wasn't about pleasure it was quite basic really so I'm quite curious to hear what it's like now. When we were in year seven we learned the very basics of biology and stuff like the parts you have and the names for things and stuff like that but then in like the years later in high school we were given a like survey on what do we think we should start learning about and I put down that we should learn more about sex education as we were moving into year 10 and year 11 and 15 and 16 year olds I thought that it was very important for us to learn about the proper sex education and what's right and what's not right in certain relationships. Like when we were having the sex education as well, they taught us nothing about consent, nothing about contraception, like it was just the pure basics, whereas we've had to ask for the actual other parts as well. Like, And even when we did have the sort of lessons on contraception and stuff, they talked about it for ages, like, oh, you know, this is what contraception is and at the end of it the teacher basically just said the best way to not get pregnant is to just not have sex which is ridiculous really. I don't really get it in my year because they say that we're too young to find out about it already. And how old are you? Um, 13. So what age do you think you should be given sex education? I think we should get given some of it in year seven because some people make mistakes because they haven't been told about it yet in life. So I just think it would be easier to have it earlier. So if you're in year seven, how old are you? 11 or 12. For me personally, and learning about consent and stuff, I think it should be started much younger than secondary school. Maybe not all the graphic details, but, you know, young kids should know about consent, even just with, like, hugging. It should be something that is known. They should know the names of their body parts and stuff. So I think I'd probably have sex education some of it starting a lot younger. So we have one girl here who is homeschooled. So how did that conversation come up in your house? Well, I didn't actually bring it up. My mum did when she found out that I had a boyfriend and um, she didn't want me to make any wrong decisions. She wanted me to know what's right and what's wrong. How did that make you feel? I was a bit nervous, but it was, it was all right. What did she tell you? She was just talking to me about how to keep myself safe around boys because some boys like push towards sex and we don't really want it like me personally I wouldn't really want it because I feel like I'm not ready for that. Well that brings us really nicely onto the topic of consent. I'm wondering what it's like for you guys with consent in general. Well technically one of my ex-boyfriends you were just constantly nagging me to have sex with him when I didn't want to, and I explained that to him about consent and not wanting to do things, like to try and make him understand that it's only fair. And he just kept on asking me questions like, what colour bra have you got on? 
and I just didn't give it him. And then he was saying that if I didn't love him, like if I loved him, that I would do it. So what happened with that relationship? It just turned out like really toxic, like within school, being in the same classes with him. I, in the end, I had to get put in separate classes because it was just getting on top of me. And then I was like going home every day crying over it. So in the end, I broke up with him because it just wasn't going to work in the way that I felt it was happening. Oh, I'm really sorry that shouldn't have happened to you. That is awful. And it does lead me to think about how other boys should stick up for women that they go to school with. And I'm just wondering whether like, that's something that you guys have seen, boys sticking up for the girls and calling their friends out. I feel like, especially with our age range being like 12 to 16, is it's not so much it's a consent issue. If someone says no, then they don't want to do it. It's more of a pressure or a coerce into saying yes. So that's a yes, but it doesn't mean yes, that can happen. And with the friends supporting them, it's actually the friend groups that cause most of the problems. For example, there's like group chats and stuff where pictures of girls will be put in the group chats or they'll be like oh have you done this with your girlfriend yet and then that also pressures the lad but then it makes the girl feel like they have to do something just so that lad doesn't get like taken the mick out of or anything like that. So does anyone call that out when that happens on the group chats? Um, typically the lads that are in the group chats are the ones that have shown signs of they would not stick up for stuff like that. The lads who do stick up for girls like that are not in these group chats in the first place because to get added into them you have to have gave some impression to the other lads that you are into doing all that sort of stuff. So basically at our school, I don't know if you knew, but there was a list made by some year 11 girls about some lads that did some stuff to them and basically the girls ended up getting punished in the end, but they were just standing up for what happened to them, telling people, making them aware. And the lads didn't really get punished, but it was mainly the girls getting punished, but they ended up making a group chat telling people what they did to them and their stories about what happened. Why did they get punished? They put posters up around school. I can't remember why it was on the posters, um, but basically they were advertising it too much if you will. The reason they got in trouble for it wasn't because they were showing these allegations it was because the allegations were never proven to be true. Now we don't know if they were true but at the end of the day they were never the police looked into them and nothing was proven to be true that's why the girls got in trouble because the lads names were allegedly getting spread around school for something they hadn't done or the teachers didn't find out that they had done. Um, I feel like, especially at our age, there's a very blurred line between what people think is good enough to report to the police or anything like that. Because, for example, there's been situations where people have gone to parties and they've had alcohol and they haven't known whether something was consensual or what if it was, you know, assault. So I feel like, especially at our age, there's a very blurred line and they shouldn't be drinking anyway. But then when these allegations are brought to school and stuff, because it gets spread round in rumours and big groups and group chats and stuff like that, it turns from more of a boast about who's done it than what it actually is. So what can we do about it? 
I feel like right now, especially after we did the surveys and stuff about what we think we should learn about in sex education, we are learning about consent and we're learning that some things aren't okay and that they should be reported because at our age we should know and the teachers are telling us that. So I think that's what we can do further to maybe younger year groups as well. But I think that's starting to make a difference. You mentioned not knowing like when you should report it to the police. How do you guys feel around the police? Do they make you feel safe? Do you feel like you'd be supported? Not really. Do you ever see the police, the police presence in Downhill or in Haywood? Or do you know where to go or how to contact them other than 999? I do see them a lot. From one of my past experiences around the police, I've been actually grabbed by the police and they've left bruises on my arms. From like how tight they grabbed me, even when I told them it was hurting, they just kept on squeezing even harder. And they wouldn't move their arm at all until I got out of the place where I was, even though I did absolutely nothing wrong. Um, I feel like with the police, because, like, especially me, we've heard about situations where the police have rather not had enough evidence to do something or just have chose not to do something about an allegation or a crime that has happened. I feel like the trust has kind of been lost with that and I don't feel like that will change until they start making a difference about putting crimes towards the sentencing that they should get. I think my opinion with the police is very mixed because from personal experience, I quite like the police and I feel quite safe and they've done a lot for me. But looking at other people's experiences, I can also see that they've done a lot of wrong as well and they haven't helped in some situations. In my opinion, I just don't like the police. I just don't trust them because of personal experiences where they came and didn't do something that was right, they did something that was wrong. Especially after hearing the Sarah Everard story, I don't feel safe around the police. It really depends on um, the officer and how well they deal with a situation. I think as well, there's a difference for me personally. I think I'd be more comfortable and feel safer with a female officer than a male officer. Like what was said before about Sarah Everard, I don't think I'd be feel as safe with a male officer compared to a female one which says a lot, really. This is the Stories of Strength podcast. Just to bring it back, how you feel around girls, like, do you feel supported by other girls? Do you get on? Well, in my year, a lot of the girls are really judgy about people and everybody's always arguing and there's always drama. I think sometimes... Girls with girls are absolutely brilliant, and I think if it's some, you know, your friends and stuff, I think they're all very supportive of each other, and we can all really like come together. But I think when you're not really friends with other girls, then they are very judgy, and you know, there's a lot of rumours and unnecessary beef, basically. So we've got someone here who's uh, campaigning to be a member of the Youth Parliament. Could you tell us a little bit about your campaign? So my campaign, my three issues are mental health, homelessness and after-school activities. I'm basically just trying to make young people's voices heard, make them feel like they matter, help them with any of their issues and mental health is a big topic.
If we were a political party, what would you do to make the world a better place for girls? Um, for starters, I'd, I'd make sure there's equality in school for girls for certain subjects so they can do football if they like to or if boys want to do... If they want to do the subjects that the girls are doing, they can. I think that I would have less homophobia because it sometimes makes some girls insecure about who they are. I think I'd probably make it so that people were more approachable, like the police were more approachable, like so people knew where to go for a non-emergency if they needed to report something or basically have more people to talk to about things. Um, I feel like in my ideal world I would put more precautions in for women feeling safe, like for example more street lights and more, uh, not police such as, but more like, I don't know, like people who can watch out for certain things in the community that are not like okay. I would probably say equality and people stop basing each other on the way that they look. Thanks for listening to this Stories of Strength episode. If you've been affected by the issues raised in the show notes, you will find some support information. Now it's over to you. How did this story of strength make you feel? Have you had a similar experience? If so, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with us on social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook. Search We Act Together. Don't forget to use the hashtag Stories of Strength. Or for a less public response, you can email us info at actionettogether.org.uk. These stories are made for listening and to inspire. If there's someone you feel who needs to hear it, please share it with them. We want people across the globe to be empowered by the women of Rochdale. You can also help amplify these stories by leaving us a rating and a review on your podcast app, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. A huge thank you to the women who shared their stories with us. We can't express how grateful we are that you've trusted us to tell your story. A massive thanks to the organisations who've opened their doors and allowed us to speak to the women they work with. For this series, this includes Deeplish Community Centre, Downhill Library, and touchstones. Stories of Strength is commissioned by Action Together. It's made with partners from across Rochdale, including Cartwheel Arts, Soul Sisters, UKEF, Rochdale Mind, Rochdale Women's Welfare Association, Rochdale Connection Trust, and Rochdale Health Alliance. Thank you for taking your time to contribute. We really appreciate it. The partners receive podcast training delivered by Mike Media. And the series producer is Daniel Porter.